Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by Julie Stevens. Hi, Chris. We're in the final episode of this saga called the Prism Conference. <laughs> it's been such an honor to be able to hear the stories and the passion that these women have all had. Yeah. It's been an honor to talk to you, Julie, throughout this entire series. It's been such a huge blessing. Everyone I know who's involved and who's going to be involved and going to join the breakouts or the workshops are going to be blessed a hundred times over than yeah. what they think. They will. So in this final episode, we're talking to Amanda Joe Lawrence, a firecracker For in the sure. kingdom, right? For sure. We, like dynamite. Yeah. See, like a, a stick of dynamite with a lot. Exactly. <laughs> with a spark coming out from the bottom. That's just exactly ready to what it is. We were able to talk about her experience in the prophetic. We were able to talk about her life journey through that gift that the Lord's been able to give her. It was such an insight to see someone so open in the way that they were able to express such an intimate relationship that they have with Father. Yeah. So that being said, you know Amanda Joe. You know what she's bringing. Talk to the people about what to expect from her at Prism. Um, if there's one thing that I could say about the, like, if each of us carried a message in our heart, I think the the overriding message of Amanda Joe's heart would be she lives to activate people in the realm of hearing the voice of God for themselves and then equally to turn around and to give it away with power to everybody else around them. And I love that about her. Uh, she's passionate. She's wholehearted in her desire to hear God, to hear him clearly with comp and, and then to, to activate others or equip others so that they can learn to hear him with confidence and then turn around and give it away to, to, to people around them. So yeah, God designed us for connection and Amanda Jo knows that. And the most important component of any relationship she realizes is communication. So she is a big cheerleader for hearing from God and making his good heart known to other people. We are inviting you to give a listen to her interview and then check out her breakout group, which is called Hearing God's Voice. I've been looking forward to this one because last Sunday I was able to be a part of the prophetic ministry. You guys were able to uh, sit me and my wife down and just bombard us with love and prophecy and just overwhelming, I don't know, power. Yeah. And that's just, it was such great insight to see what you bring, especially now with Prism Conference coming up. Kind of talk about your role in the prophetic ministry and what your role is going to be now that Prism's coming. Well, it's so much fun. I actually, we, my husband and I do, as you know, the youth ministry here. We run the youth ministry. And I think 
originally Julie wouldn't have even asked us to join the prophetic ministry team because we're already doing so many things. But I was like, no, I want to. It's so much fun to me. Like it's actually refreshing to me. It's not it's not a burden in any way because it, it it's you know, the Bible says he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And that's what I feel like when I when I prophesy over somebody or when I pour that out over somebody's life or, or just declare God's will over somebody, I just am like, it's like I feel it all back to me. Like what, mm-hmm. what I'm blessing you guys with, uh, somehow supernaturally it comes back on me. So um, I'm just a part of the team, the prophetic ministry team, just like anybody else. We, we come in and we sit with some people for 15 minutes and we just listen to Jesus and we bless people by what we feel like Holy Spirit is saying to us. And um, I think in the house, as far as like... Um, being on staff, um, just in general, I will randomly get, I don't have an official title as like a prophet of the house or anything like that, but I do get prophetic words and stuff like that, um, for, for the church and for the staff and different staff members. And I get to share those and, and, um, pray into those. And actually the prophetic word that was shared on, on about small groups today, that was one that I got like two and a half years ago. Whoa. Julie said, um, and I forgot about it. And it just came up and I was like, that's my word. Oh, it's so cool. Because it's cool to see like when things become manifest. Because now we're yeah. starting small groups. And I had a word about small groups two and a half years ago before it was ever even mentioned. And I was like, this is going to be really powerful. It's so, I don't know if that answers. but No, yeah, it does. So then how are you involved now with PRISM doing kind of the same thing? Yeah, um, just been apart from the idea stage of what prism is going to be i haven't been one of the like main leaders but just as far as dreaming and 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 being behind julie and megan as they start leading the way um i've been just telling julie i want to be involved in whatever way you feel and um but i want it to be an equipping i want i want to be involved in like some type of giving women tools for them to succeed in life, for them to know that they're daughters, for them to know that they can hear the voice of God, you know, and whether that's prophetic or something else, but I want to be involved some way. And Julie felt that I was supposed to do a prophetic breakout. And I was like, all right, that's <laughs> going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, cause I love it so much. So, and that's like my main gifting, you know, the fivefold ministries, like profit is my fivefold ministry gifting. So yeah. I was like, Hey, that's fun. Cause usually my title is youth pastor but now i get to do something that is actually my fivefold ministry gifting so so what's your history with that gift oh yes yeah. so um i what didn't grow up christian and um didn't even know i mean i didn't have any clue what prophecy was for the majority of like my life i would say the majority because i came to know jesus when i was um, almost 16 and through a friend inviting me to church and like crazy radical, like one weekend I was crazy. The next weekend I was crazy <laughs> in love with Jesus. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was like yeah. radical for me. And, um, I, you know, I didn't really go to a super charismatic church. Um, I didn't really know what much about what prophecy was. I think I like had read it in the Bible. And I think I remember reading, um, Paul's words, earnestly seek the gift of prophecy and I remember sitting in my um, bedroom and I was like 17 and I remember saying okay God um, if this is what I'm supposed to ask for I I'm going to ask for it and so can I be a prophet and at the time I was like there's no way I could ever be that that's such a high calling and I'm just we little Amanda and I remember sitting in my bedroom asking him that and then it was years before that ever you know became a thing it was when I was living in Illinois post Bible school pre-marriage there was this little season where I was just like student of the Holy Spirit really really seeking to grow my spiritual giftings I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit and I started to like really 
desire to grow in my unique giftings and I had this random friend who was like the weird charismatic guy there was like one you know up there and there's always one right there's always the one and but he was a friend of mine and he, he was genuine and I was like I, I want something that he has but I never really talked to him about it and one day we were both at Starbucks and we were sitting down and he came up to me and he was like God just told me to come over to you and release you into your prophetic gifting and I was like really I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know you could like be released into that. Like it's sort of a commissioning or like an impartation he did. He like literally prayed his gifting over me. And wow. I and I started just like it, everything about hearing the voice of God and about prophesying over people became so much easier from that moment on. And I just it's been like growth and growth mm -hmm. and from there. What was your first experience when you really felt God speaking through you, especially in uh, the prophetic? Yeah, my first experience. I think I was... Um, it was shortly after that I, and I thought in high school, like I started to kind of fear God speaking to me, but I did, it wasn't mm. a part of the culture. And so I shut it down. Cause I was like, there's no way, you know what I mean? How we do that. You like hear things and you see things and you're like, Oh no, that's not God. And I'm the part of the culture that I was a part of was very much to question everything. And so, um, and it was sort of more intellectual Christianity. And, um, so I didn't, I, I would I remember feeling that I guess that leaning at that age but I think the first time I knew it was from God and I actually prophesied it I was just we were praying it was my husband and myself and another guy we were a team in the middle school ministry and we were leading um a, what they call a life group which was just a small group of teenagers but we had like 80 of them in our small group because it was a very big church and uh we we three were a team and I remember he there was something that was going on with him this this third guy not not Spencer but the third guy and I, do, I just remember sitting down to pray and for the first time a picture came to my mind very clearly and it was it was like shortly after that guy had like imparted his gifting in my life mm -hmm. and I was like I see a feather and I just and I don't know but I think it's like the feather from Forrest Gump and it's just like floating away and I think God like wants to say and it was like it was something about his ability to flow with God his ability to just on like like the feather flows with the wind like your ability to just flow with Jesus yeah. and it was it was so simple but I was like I just prophesied oh my god I just told somebody what God had to say for them and um so that was the first time and it always sticks out in my mind because it was the first time that i believed it and i went with it what a fun experience yeah it was really fun i mean it's always been fun yeah so much fun you started off though saying you had a fear about it mm -hmm. can you go deeper into that what kind of yeah. fears you have gone through yeah um well i think the the a big part of it has to do with identity like who am i that god would speak to me who am i that god would use me to bless other people that sort of i was i had a really low image of myself and so i was like i'm totally making this up and and i have a creative mind and god uses that in the prophetic but i always thought it was like just me this is just what i want this is what i want to say this is just what i'm feeling and that's i think super that, that's one of the things the enemy uses the most to make us feel like it's just us and what's funny is god is like i love using just you like he if the enemy wants us to feel bad about us and and god using us but god is like no, I chose just you. Like, I didn't choose you in your perfection. I chose you in your brokenness. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And you don't even have to fully believe me. You just got to say yes, you know. And so it's just, it's been really fun. But um, yeah, there's, and even still, there's moments of, of doubting. Like, when you hear a word and it seems really big and scary and you're like, oh, God, what if this is wrong? Um, but it always, when you release it, it's, 
it, you, you're just like that. The reason I felt so afraid is because that needed to be released. A lot of times that's what it is. The enemy will, will make you so afraid and you're like, okay, I'm so afraid of releasing this word. So that means I probably should really release this word. So yeah. Have you had a scenario where you didn't release something and God yeah. reached out to you? So what's going on? Let me think. Um, Cause I know that's some fear uh-huh. that people yeah, yeah. might have a fear that they hear something, but mm-hmm. they don't know where it's from, so they keep their mouth quiet because they're unsure about it. Definitely, I think most for the mo- for me, m- the majority of the time, it's people I don't know that scares me. So I will feel something. I'll be like in public, and I like often I'll be sitting at a coffee shop or I'll be um, at a grocery store, and because of fear of man I won't I won't say anything and it'll just and it's never like God's like holding it over you it's never like he's like if you don't do this you are going to be punished it's an invitation from the Holy Spirit like hey partner with me right now this is going to be fun and but often the fear of man comes in and I'm like oh god I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and um and so I mean a while ago I I told Jesus like I don't ever want to tell you no again like I it's it gets hard but I'm it's scary but I've definitely done it but I'm like okay God if I just say yes then you have to provide everything else. If you if I say yes, I'll say yes. But I can't come up with my own courage. I can't come up with my own open door for conversation. I can't come up with all these things. And honestly when I say yes, Holy Spirit just does it all. And often I'll be like, "Okay, Holy Spirit, if this is you, then give like put it make it so where like she looks up at me or you know certain like open the door for me to have a conversation so it's not or whatever sometimes I open the door now I'm more brave but Holy Spirit works with you like he if he if you're just open and you have a yes in your heart I think he he lets you be like he lets you say hey I want you to do this (laughs) like and he he goes along with it a lot of times um as long as you have a yes in your heart so yeah how personal is it for you that whole experience that whole the whole idea of the Holy Spirit giving you something mm-hmm. and, you know, the person, especially a stranger, you know, they don't know you, mm-hmm. you know, but you're out there. So mm-hmm. talk about that experience of, yeah, this is, uh, I'm being, you know, the Lord has given me this word to give to you, but, you know, I'm, you see this face. So how personal is it for you? Yeah. Um, like in, how personal with like relationship with, with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, super. I'd say I think of it mostly as my walk with him. Um, but I, but in, but in reality, I know in the back of my mind that this is maybe going to change their life. Maybe it won't, (laughs) but, but in a way, whether or not they're cognitive of it, it's going to change something in their life because the word of God never returns void. But, um, it, it might, I might not see that change ever. I might not even see like any type of recognition on their face, but it's for me and my obedience to Holy Spirit. And, and I, I doesn't, I say obedience, but it doesn't really feel like heavy. Like when you think of the word obedience, it's like, I think of like slaves just like obeying their masters, but it's really like submission to one another, like submission to Holy Spirit, because like Holy Spirit is and God is submission, submissive by nature. And it's like just, and they submit to each other, like the Trinity, they submit to each other. And it's like me just joining into that relationship that already exists and being like, okay, whatever you want, I trust you. Hmm. And, and then I feel like this, just this, this relationship building. And he, and he, I know it's for my strengthening just as much as it's for their, the person I'm speaking over is blessing. And so it is, it is very personal and it is about, it's, I mean, it's, it's very much been about like personal growth and stuff, but, um, you mentioned you mentioned you could be at a at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. 
how spontaneous can it be? That's my first question. Yeah. And the second one is you have a breakout, right? Mm-hmm. How do you prepare for spontaneity like that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the prophetic can be, I mean, entirely spontaneous. Sometimes it's, sometimes the Holy Spirit does work within our structure. I think there, I think is if we're bound by our structure, Holy Spirit won't. But if our structure is like in order to give him freedom and free in space, because sometimes structure does allow, it gives place for freedom. Um, and I think that that's, I think God is a God of order just as much as he's a God of spontaneity. And I think for, it's always about what you need. To be honest, if you just fly by the seat of your pants and you're like never structured and you're like just, you know, living moment to moment, Holy Spirit will probably pull you into a place of structure. But if you're like bound by structure and order and, and rigid, rigid, rigid schedules, uh, he'll probably push you into some more spontaneity because he, he's just always both. He's always the God of both, you know, right. bringing us to the balance. Um, but I, I when I'm out in public, I never plan on having a word for somebody. And even sometimes I used to be, and I still, I say I used to, but it ha, it's still a temptation occasionally where I'm in public and I'm like, oh, I just, I just want to get, I just want to get a coffee. I don't want to like prophesy over somebody or I just want to <laughs> yeah. go to Trader Joe's without feeling like I know everything about this person and I need to bless them. But if I think of it like a burden, it feels like a burden. Yeah. But when I, but when I, I'm just like, oh, God, your love for that person is capturing my heart. It's so much fun. So if you just like get, wrecked by the love of God for people and you just fall in love with everybody you meet it's just a natural overflow to want to tell them like I was at Publix the other day and I just walked past this person and then I did like a quick u-turn and I was like I don't know you and you might not even believe in God but he is telling me right now that he loves you so much and that's all I felt for her it wasn't even this extravagant prophetic word I just felt his love for her it's like he just loves you so much and she was like you know what I believe you because well, I've had a really good life. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like, she probably doesn't even go to church, but she just attributed her really good life to God. And it, just because I told her God loves her. And I'm like, that's, if that's all I get to do is just tell people God loves them all the time, then that's a pretty good gifting, I think. I'm having fun with it. Also, ice cream is buy one, get one, so. Yeah. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I could just, like, be the public's prophet. Right. right? <laughs> the public's prophet yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so then how do you, how do you end up preparing for a class like that? Yeah. So, um, early on, but again, back in like my Illinois days when there weren't a lot of prophetic anything because that that community wasn't very charismatic uh, there was this random prophet that was in town and somehow ended up at their house like somehow they were at somebody's house and like I just was like driving somewhere and Spencer was like you got to get here and like I made a turn and I ended up there and it was like totally the Lord and because I was like on my way to school or something because I was in college at the time and but I just like blew it off and I was like I gotta go where this prophet is and she, as soon as I walked in the door she started prophesying over me this woman and um one of the main things that stood out to me about this she was like you like order and you like structure but in your in your future God wants you to know you can have your plans and you can have your teaching and you can have your outline but once you get up behind the mic he wants you to submit to to Holy Spirit in the moment because Holy Spirit might be saying something else that you didn't get when you were writing it down so that was just like a prep like Holy like God made you this way you're supposed to be structured and organized which I am but it's it's like this heads up this might be a challenge for you in the future Keep your structure, 
but also be willing to let it go if you need to. So that's like what I do for teachings. That's what I do for Thursday nights, which is when we have our youth. That's what I do for everything is I, I'll prep and I'll do my part and I'll even prep with Holy Spirit. And often I don't have to change anything day of, but sometimes for whatever reason, things need to change. And it's like, okay, I like the other day I was at youth and I had never actually shared my testimony of how I came to know Jesus. And I was like going through my, you know, points and I was like teaching and I just felt strongly that I was supposed to share my testimony in this moment. And it like changed the whole room. Like everything shifted, you know, there's power in people's testimonies, but for whatever reason, it didn't occur to me until that moment that I was supposed to do it. And I don't know why it's a mystery, but Holy Spirit likes to be spontaneous sometimes because he could have told me sooner but he didn't. And maybe because what would come out of me in the spontaneous moment was what needed to be released mm. in the room. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm prepping and, um, and, and I'm even like going to have prophetic words. Like I'm going to, I'm going to ask Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak over this room? How are we going to do this? And when I'm in the room, inevitably, especially in a moment like that, where it's all about the prophetic, things will change. And it's like, you know, holding on to what God spoke before and also allowing him to speak now. Both matter. Do you feel women specifically are drawn to the prophetic? I do. Um, I don't fully know why, but I think I know why. So I was reading a book <laughs> called, uh, from Chris Valentine. What a great answer. I know, right? I don't fully know. <laughs> like, this isn't like something I'm going to like, you know, put right. money on. But maybe I would actually put money on it. I don't know. doesn't okay. matter. Chris Valentine wrote a book called Fashion Terrain. And it's about women being, you know, because in the Bible it talks about um, Adam was... I think formed and Eve was fashioned and how women are like a second, second, gen, second level creation, something about something about that. And he talks about um, how, you know, man and woman were both taken out of the image of God. Therefore, both are in God. God is both female and male. And um, Chris Valentin says, I don't know about you, but all the characteristics of the Holy Spirit seem like female characteristics to me because we know God is a father and we know Jesus is a male because he lived on earth. But I, he, he's like, I'm thinking Holy Spirit is the female side of God. This is something he like submitted in this book. It, I don't know that it's like hugely theologically based, but I think what, it does, not everything has to be. I think God is both male and female. And I think Holy Spirit, which is what is alive on the earth today, has very feminine attributes. And um, I think that might be part of the reason why. And I think it's, you know, it. some people might be offended by that, but I don't think God's offended by that. I think it's God is... God moves in that way and women tend to be sensitive and Holy Spirit is sensitive and Holy Spirit is ever changing and adapting to what's going on in the environment. And, and I think women can be pretty adaptable, you know, as far as how they operate. Um, and this is to say not all women are the same. There's no such, you know, you can't pay, paint broad brushstrokes because I happen to be married to an extremely sensitive man, probably more sensitive than I am. But, um, but overall women tend to be the more sensitive and i think that helps with the prophetic because you're you allow yourself to sit and and listen and to feel what sometimes our society might say men you can't feel you can't you know you don't cry don't feel these things don't be a sensitive right. person but women have more permission i think in our society to do that um unfortunately i mean it's fortunate for women but it's unfortunate for the men that they can't if they want to but it, it's changing i see it shifting in the world and I, especially in the church there's a there's a big move of just allowing sensitivity in general. But yeah, it's powerful. Last question before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of give your perspective on PRISM? What PRISM is going to do, what it's meant to you so far, mm -hmm. what you plan on doing? Mm -hmm. And for someone who maybe hasn't been exposed to the prophetic, yeah. or they're not sure about you know, your breakout, sure. 
kind of give an idea for them what they should expect? Yes. Well, prophetically, um, just even right now, I see each each woman who is a daughter. That's like the main word from from like the leaders of this conference that like daughterhood is like what we want to communicate is what we want every person to walk away with. But I see each one, each woman being given a golden box by Holy Spirit, being being given like a gift. And I think in that box is their gift, is their gifting, their tool, their, their whatever that is, whether it's, I see like a hairbrush or a mirror or like a, an artist brush, a paint, like a paintbrush or like a pencil. Like each one of us has our own gifting and our own calling and our own part in the body. And I feel like God is going to give it to us in a whole new light. And then he's going to give each one of us like a, a gift and each of our gifts are going to be unique and they're going to be celebrated. And, um, um, we don't have to like look at the other person's gift and be like, oh, I wish I had that one. <laughs> we get to be, be happy that we, I, I'm me and nobody else is me and nobody else is you and we need each other. Um, that's what I was just feeling prophetically. I hope that was what you were hoping for. But definitely yeah. daughter, daughter, speaking daughter of God as identity is like foundation for everything. Um, and that's what we're really feeling for the conference. As far as the prophetic, it can seem weird if you're one of the people who... Um, thinks this is weird I don't know about this give it a chance because it it could it could change everything and I think a lot of times people's apprehension with the prophetic is I don't want to be like this weird person so I'm not gonna go there I want to avoid that because I don't want to look like one of those people who shakes or one of those people who screams or one of those people who cries all the time Um, and I think God operates through each person and you are the way you are for a reason and if you're not a shaker or a crier. Good. Like not all of us can be that, but that doesn't mean you can't prophesy in your perfect way. And I think like each one of us is meant to prophesy in a unique way. Some of us will prophesy in our jobs and it will never, we will never say thus saith the Lord, but it you can just say like you are known and you have a purpose and that is prophecy. Whether or not you say it like this is a prophetic word from God, that's prophecy. And I think it can be very normal and it can be very fun and crazy. It, and I think each one of us can carry that gifting and each one of us can hear the voice of God for the world around us um, in the way we were created to hear it. And it doesn't have to look scary. It doesn't have to be scary. But if you, even if you're a person that thinks you know the voice of God and, and, and think you operate in that gifting, I would say still, like if, God, if you feel a little tug in your heart about this breakout, go. Because God has things that even I don't know yet. He's planning things for each one of the people that are going to be a part of this. And it can be even just a, a next level like elevation in your gifting or it can be an introduction to your gifting. I think it's going to be vast what he does at this um, breakout. And I think that even if you don't think you have the prophetic gifting, but you want it, you can have it. So just come and God's going to give it to you. It's going to be great. It's going to be like that guy who, um, what did he do? He imparted to me his gifting. I'm just going to do that to some of y'all. So it's going to be great. Prism Conference coming up October 11th through the 13th. You can still register, harborchurch.org. Check out the Instagram where we're going to have this interview and all the other ones. Prism underscore conf, C-O-N-F. Amanda, thank you so much. Yes, thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you just listened to. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Download our mobile app. You can find it on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.